You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Metal and High Heels. Today um, with a very sad topic, so for everybody who can't really deal with these topics, you should really not listen to this episode because we will talk about death and grief. Um, today I am here with Kiki and Steffi and um, the, the reason that led us to this episode um, is that my cat died a week ago, so today is January the 19th, 2020, and um, more or less a month ago, I went to the vet with my cat, and um, they diagnosed that he has a tumor, um, and that he, they were not really able to say how long he will be able to live with it. They just said um, they can't take it away because it was within his tongue, and the only um, possibility to take it away was to remove the tongue completely. And Ooh. for a cat, <laughs> yes, for a cat that is impossible. So that was not an option. And um, so they asked me if they should euthanize him right away or if we want to see how long he will stay alive. And the first moment I was shocked and I was like, um, no, I want to take him home with me again and um, give him the medics that they gave me. And then see how long this will work. Um, but the tumor grew very fast. So um, he was not able to eat in the end. And so um, it was more or less two or three days that were not so good for him. And that's why um, we decided with heavy hearts to go to the vet on a Sunday. So Sunday a week ago. And ask him to euthanize our cat um, and when I look back to this past four weeks, it was good that we did it this way because um, me and my husband, we both had two weeks off and so we could really enjoy the time with our cat. And when we went there to euthanize him, I was able to hold him in my arms until the final moment. And so, yeah, it was beautiful somehow, but also sad. Yeah, but you got to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I lost also some pets in the past. That was always a very shitty moment. Yeah, totally. So sorry for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but all in all, I... I can say that I'm very thankful for these past weeks and in the end it was easier to say goodbye when you know that the day is not so far away. Um, mm -hmm. We had it with our other cat that he just suddenly disappeared. So there is always this hope that he might come back one day <laughs> and it's it's totally different. You just can't prepare for that moment. Yeah, that's right. And also the not knowing what happened is is hard. Mm. Yeah, and in retrospect, um, I really see that he 
he's he disappeared from one day to another or day by day um, because he he wasn't like he was before so um, we knew that it was better for him that he was able to leave in the end that he didn't have to suffer anymore mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I once had a cat who ran in front of a car and he was just he also was a few days just away we didn't find him anywhere and um, yeah somehow my father found him um, yeah and we, we have a little farm so in, in the very very uh, secret um, corner of one of the houses um, that he was and he was so fucking uh, hurt that was it was crazy um, we put him some food and water there and so he also drank he drank so much we were a little bit confused so oh holy shit who how long was he there in that little corner and didn't drink and eat anything and um, yeah mm. so we brought him also to the vent and yeah then uh, <laughs> she told us he was just completely destroyed almost the, the body was mm. like destroyed so the The hip was just totally broken and also the tail and um it was all yeah it was Ouch. just like um yeah good that you brought him right here now because now he can just sleep into death and not um yeah however if we didn't find him if we would have not found him <laughs> um yeah he would have just That in a he would have suffered a yeah, lot. Exactly, that's the word suffered. Mm. Yep, that was uh, very um, sad. It's a little bit <laughs> not not strong enough. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. um, <laughs> shit, just shitty, shitty moments like that. It was very interesting because he could yeah, totally. uh, step on um, on the stairs. He was so crazy. He was just the body was just like totally broken, but he could still climb the ladder to that to the corner where he um, yeah uh, where he hide, and that was just what? <laughs> how, how can you do that, cat, yeah. <laughs> with a broken hip? How can you do it? <laughs> That was crazy. I think it's it's instincts and maybe at that moment there was um, so much adrenaline within his body that he wasn't able to feel mm. the pain anymore. Yeah, probably. Or there was too much panic to find a place to hide. and um, Because when you're wounded and other cats come around, that's also dangerous for them. So... Hiding was the better option for him, I think. Yeah, probably. But that was also so um, very strange at the vent because I just thought, okay, he could climb that ladder. So I thought it might be not that bad. But yeah, as mm. she told us then how how he was hurt, it was, whoa, okay. Didn't expect that. Shit. <laughs> thought just like, yeah, mm. yeah. He's just a little bit, a little bit hurt. Yeah, give him some medicaments, and then in a few weeks he will be, he will be the same, the old one. But 
sadly not. Not yeah, much. but for me it was also good to be able to choose the moment. So um, we were at the vet th four days before and um, they said that he is okay, he doesn't feel pain and everything and um, just two days after that he wasn't able to eat anymore. So we could have gone further we could have said um yeah okay we will give him medicine and everything but i think the life would not have been a good life for him and when you have the option to end life in a more or less good point um then i would always prefer that also for myself yeah. so mm -hmm. i wouldn't want to be kept alive as long as possible i if there is no quality in life anymore then I wouldn't want to live and that's also why we made this decision for our cat yeah exactly yeah yeah I understand that yes and that's the reason why we record this episode today because we want to talk a bit about death and grief and how we deal with it and also how music can help us or how we can um, express our feelings through music. Yes, exactly. Yes, and for that, uh, for that, I would like to take a bit of a step back and ask you both, um, how did you learn the concept of death? Or, Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking a lot about uh, childhood and stuff. How does, uh, how do we learn about it? What stories do we hear? How, how do maybe our family try to explain things? Um, in my case, I think I've been quite lucky in that uh, none of my close family have. Uh, passed away or like from my very close family and I saw uh, many pets die uh, throughout my uh, life and that was uh, also difficult but um, I think death was kind of something that we spoke a little bit more openly in my family than um than in other families, I think. And I think that's helped me have a more, um, um, I don't know, to have like a, a relationship with the concept of death and not be so overwhelmed about it. Mm. How has it been for you? Um, in Germany, unfortunately, people do not really speak about death. So it's a topic that is avoided a lot and um, people always, so that when you can say, well, one of my um, a family member died or something, then you can always use it as an excuse um, for not going to a meeting or whatever. So um, when somebody dies in your environment, people try to to stay away from you as far as they can. That's my impression. Um, mm -hmm. And nobody, as I said, really wants to talk about it or wants to think about it. 
and so the topic is hidden um, mm -hmm. which I think is a very bad thing because it can also lead into depression and everything when you lose someone um, especially when you lose a person that is very close to you and so I think we should talk about the topic more often also how we want other people to deal with us when something like that happens because everybody deals with the topic very differently that's also yeah. um, when I see how my husband deals with the death of our cat and how I deal with it and when you don't lose a pet but a human then it's even worse so um, it makes things easier for other people when they know how you deal with it and how you want to be treated when something like that happens to you um, my grandmother died when I was 12 and that was the first time when I got in touch with the whole topic of death and also with funeral and I really didn't know how to act and what to do when we were at the funeral or at the party after the funeral so that was mm -hmm. very difficult for me and um, also for me as a child it would have been easier if somebody told me how a funeral normally um, goes yeah but where I live nobody talks about that if it's not necessary Steffi how about you? um Three points came in my mind as you asked the question. Um, so first, like um, like you already told us, um, I also had lots of yeah losses of, of pets, <laughs> sadly. So um, yeah, we always had cats at the farm, and they lived outside. So they were also cars, <laughs> and yeah, there were many many who just were killed by cars or also just disappeared yeah maybe run away also because it was there were lots of cats so they also um, fight and yeah just looking for another place to stay and so it was somehow so for pets it's um, yeah it's almost sadly but it, it feels almost a little bit common so it was like yeah it comes and goes and I always found a um, few months later another very lovely cat or pet and yeah sounds a little bit um, a bit hard maybe <laughs> especially um, in that situation but um, yeah it was um, I got somewhere familiar with that also because of yeah of cattle and it was also yeah just um, we have them um, because of meat so we need to slaughter them it um, part of my childhood and so it yeah that point feels a little bit familiar and um, the second point is uh, like yeah like Pierre told I was also around about 12 years old as my grandmother died and she was very very ill years before death um, and I think I just in my memory she was like always ill it was just yeah so many years that every active memory she was just not um, not healthy anymore and as she died it was just like um, 
<laughs> that's also once again a little bit um, sarcastic. Um, yeah, as my mother told me and my sister, yeah, okay, now uh, she's dead. I was just like, hmm, okay, do I have to be now sad or happy? I asked her, I, I always remember that because it was just uh, like I I knew how she suffered and also the whole family suffered because that illness was so, such a hard way. It just like, oh, okay, no, definitely it's it's done. And somehow it was just like, who finally, exactly. And yeah, that, that why I asked, so, <laughs> what, what do I have to fear right now? <laughs> Can I also be happy? Um, but yeah, in fact, it was, of course, um, yeah, funeral that it's just like, um, yeah, that maybe not sadness like uh, you need to cry, but that very calm and um, melancholic. I, d I don't know how to to describe the atmosphere at the funeral. Um, it's very um, somber. Somber, yeah. And yeah, so that that was another point. So it was just like um, the first family member. Uh, I lost it was just like not not bad in that way because it was just somehow good that she finally could could go out of this world and yeah was just released from that suffering and um, mm -hmm. but years 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 later <laughs> that was the third point um, a very good maybe the closest friend of mine in that time she lost uh, also her grandmother and they had a very very good relationship uh, to each other and uh, it was it was a very sad moment uh, we just booked uh, holidays together and uh, i don't know maybe three days or something like that uh, her grandmother died before we just want to stay somewhere in greece so and of course as we started the journey and I, I knew she was mourning and she was um yeah lots of grief but I was just unable somehow um to get in touch with that maybe so at some point I just wanted to enjoy the holidays and it felt very hard for me so it was just like a yeah teenager and the first holidays without your parents very something very very special and I didn't want to want to be sad while that time which uh, has to be good somehow. And at that time, somewhere um, in my mind, I just thought, okay, um, that has to be now a very good and funny time. And we uh, have to have lots of fun. Yeah, so I was just unable to accept uh, that grief of her. And she was also very sad that I just didn't manage to to get in touch with it, to get in touch with her, just to um, giving or just to embrace her, talk with her about all that sad feelings. And um, weeks later, after that holiday, she also wrote me a very long letter and 
it, it was a very hard one. I, I think I still have it <laughs> somewhere in the corner because that was um, the moment where I just somehow I or she um, taught me how how do I or how I have to manage with grief also if friends around me who I love um, are grieving and sadness. And yeah, so she wrote lots of her emotions and how she felt in the time. I was very grateful for that because it was a very honest letter and she was just very honest herself and also to me just to give me that feedback that yeah, in fact I just <laughs> I was just an asshole <laughs> in that time for her. Um, but that's pretty okay that she um, taught me also that in uh, that honest and clear way. And yeah, after after years, maybe I just uh, still learn from that from that very honest feedback. Mm. Yeah, that's very nice of her that she told you all that. And, yeah, um, definitely. You told us the story of your grandmother. Um, sometimes or very often, sadly, death is also a release. And um, mm -hmm. I also didn't want to reach the point with my cat when I was, when the the feeling of relief was bigger than the feeling of grief and sadness because I really decided when he dies I want to be sad and not feel relieved. Yeah. Um, it's. I also think it's very or people are very egoistic um, when it comes to death because. We also don't allow um, the medics or the the, um, the doctors to help us die when we want to die. Mm. Um, and um, my father told me two days ago that when my grandfather died, he really wanted to die. He said, okay, I don't eat anymore and I don't drink anymore. I just want to die. Um, and they fed him so that he lived longer than he wanted to live. But he really clearly found the point where he wanted to die and they just didn't let him go because of their fear. Um, that's also what he said very honestly and I'm very thankful that he told me that. And also um, his wife, so my other grandmother, when she was in the hospital, um, she wrote a letter where she asked the doctors to let her die. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's very sad that Doctors are not allowed to let people go when they want to go, that they have to do everything to keep them alive, even though they don't want to stay alive. Yeah, totally. I am also an advocate for that, um, that power of decision about your own life. Mm, especially, so I think it's very difficult to say that in advance. So if you would ask me under which circumstances I would want to die, I could tell you the circumstances but maybe when I'm in that situation I might see it differently but especially the case of my grandmother who said I don't want to live anymore and also my grandfather who said I don't want this anymore I'm just suffering and I I think the time has come for me to leave then I would say okay this person doesn't want to live anymore and this person is more than 80 years old just let them go if they want to yeah And I think that's a very um, something very important which you are saying the the thing about letting 
letting go and the thing about people being selfish, not letting their loved ones go. Um, I think one of the best metaphors for that, it, it comes from Star Wars. <laughs> um, I think it was the third movie when, uh, when Anakin goes to the dark side and becomes Darth Vader. It's because he didn't want his wife to die. And that's why he turned to ugh, dark magic, so to speak. Um, I actually, I was pretty young as well when I saw that movie, but I, but I actually think it taught me that very, um, very important lesson of, uh, of trying to let go of people, um, and go through that suffering and grieving of, of loss is, more times than not, than not, it's way healthier than struggling to or, or cling to to them, um, even you know whether they they are alive or they they go. Um, I learned about death in a in an easier way. Uh, I think I think that's why we talked about this in my family a lot. I was supposed to have an older brother. But he died a few days after he was born. And my parents always told me about him. So uh, we would visit the cemetery and his tomb and everything. And and I mean, it was also in this very religious way, uh, you know, like, yeah, he died and he went to heaven or whatever. So, uh, but but this story about he him being alive at some point and not being there anymore was was something we talked about and another thing that i think has helped me uh, cope with with the concept of death in my life in general is that my dad always spoke very openly about uh he doesn't really want to become old and when he dies he doesn't want to have a sad funeral but he wants for us to I don't know, have a party about his life or something, like celebrate the life that was instead of our loss. So I think that has helped me a lot. Um, I also think that has, as, as you were saying, Shefi, that, that has also prevented me from connecting with those feelings of grief at some point. And it has made the few funerals I've, I've gone to also very awkward because I, I don't know how to deal with that with others uh, grieving um, because I think I've accepted it. Uh, I've accepted death as such a part of life that it's not as bad anymore. So, um, so I don't, I, it's difficult for me to, to, to empathize with people who go through that and, um, I mean, of course, I, I always express my condolences, but I don't really know yet what exactly they're going through and I don't know what to say. Mm. It's like really weird. Yeah, and for me, I see it more or less the same like you because I always see the good times that I have had and I'm very thankful for the times that I had with the person or with my cat or with the the creature that just died. And I... Mm -hmm. I'm more thankful for that time than, um, or let me say it's not about the loss. Yeah. But I, 
I also think, or to me, it seems like people are often angry that something was taken away from them when somebody dies. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's the other way around. So I more or less borrowed time with this creature. Yeah. Well, that's a very realistic way of, of, of approaching the subject as well, because, I mean, aren't we all living on borrowed time Yeah, <laughs> in some way or another? We are all deadly beings and it could happen any time. So uh, we should be prepared. And I really think it is a part of life. So uh, we should just come to terms with it and talk more openly about it. And um, yeah. Yeah, of course. And I also try to... Um, so what I also wanted to ask you is how you deal with with the sadness because I always try to um, to face the sadness or the thing that just happened. So maybe that I lost someone that was close to me. Um, I really try to confront myself with that. And that is for a short period of time that's very hard, but it makes things easier for me because I can... Um, it's easier for me to go on afterwards and I can completely close this chapter for me after that. But sometimes I think other people don't really want to quit the chapter with someone or something. So how do you deal with it? Um, do you think about it a lot when you lost someone or do you just uh, try to not think about it? How do you deal with that? Well, I, I can't tell you in a right way, I think, because I didn't lost right now someone, like a person, like um, yeah, a family member who was not old. <laughs> And um, right now I think I cannot give you an honest answer to that question. But I think, but that's just thinking a theory, um, that it always needs some time and I I can imagine that I could not do it in such an active way as you described um, but just like um, of course I would I think I would think about it um, in yeah lots of moments but not not like that active and um, yeah just needs lots of time to realize it that a person is gone mm -hmm. and yeah then somehow it's just like um yeah well um okay now i i realized it <laughs> and i think that's um how well, what you call also like um uh, when in german would be mm -hmm. sadness work <laughs> trauerarbeit um so that um, that long, long way of acceptance that there's a person just away from one moment to another. It's just gone. And um, you cannot meet him or her again. You cannot talk to him or her anymore. Um, to get familiar with that and, and to realize it just completely, I think, just 
for me, I'm pretty sure that needs lots of mm. time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a difficult question. Um, I think it also it's but different I think from case to case. So depending on how close the person is exactly. to you and everything. Exactly. It depends on a lot of things. Uh, I think uh, what you say, what you said, is actually the the healthier path in any uh, situation of sadness. Like to just because sadness is there for a reason, you know, to to help you process something that has happened. And I also like to um, to like immerse in the feeling for a little bit. Uh, help, music helps a lot for that and uh, we will we will mention a few songs i hope <laughs> i already picked one um but it does i think two i have two more things to say about that and one thing was uh what you said pia about closing a chapter with a person i think we go through that more often than um than death itself or i mean we go through through that more often or we close chapters with people more often than only because yeah. of a of a death i think uh, uh, things happen like breakups or like uh, friends breakups so to speak um and that's also a process of letting people go and uh, say farewell and be grateful for the time that you had together um so of course that's that's a little bit different but it's it's the same the same um yeah the same process of of also what you said Steffi they are not there anymore to have those conversations you used to have or to to spend the time you used to you used to with that person and that also depends on 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 a lot of context there but <clears throat> i have also another example about the other thing um my the other thing that i wanted to say um my uncle passed away in October and I've been and he was uh, like very important to me growing up and in my childhood but I've been in Germany for 12 years and when I got the news it was like what hit me most was the fact that my grandma was suffering a lot that my mom was suffering a lot that that pain hit me harder than my own because I haven't really had a close relationship with 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 mm. my uncle for 12 years, over 12 years. So I was super glad and grateful that I that I was um, in Ecuador this uh, last year, and that I could see him a few a few more times. But I wasn't going through the pain of having losing someone myself. I was going through the empathy of my family lost a huge member or an important member. So. I think that's also uh, something that um, that affects the degrees of, of 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 grieving. Maybe whether you were really close to that person in a in the recent recent past, or whether you were maybe even there, or 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 I don't know if you if you were at the hospital and got to say goodbye, or or all of those um, those elements are also sometimes helpful to to process the loss if you got to say goodbye for example and others are well might make it worse or mm. more difficult to process 
Yeah, that's also yeah. a thing. Um, my best friend lost a lot of people in her life. Um, she also lost her mother very early. And um, when I have to go to a funeral, then she always comes comes with me. And I have the impression that for her, it's even worse than for me. And I always tell you, you don't have to do this. I can go there alone. If it's hard for you, you don't have to do this for me because for me, it's okay. Um, but I don't know, she always comes with me and she always, I have the impression she she relives the funeral of her mother again and again. And wow. I don't really know why she does this. Um, I'm not brave enough to ask her, but I have the impression mm -hmm. that she wants to do this because I always say, you don't have to do this. I can go there with my husband or my parents or whatever. And, but she always wants to come. So mm -hmm. people sometimes have strange ways to to deal with it and everyone has his or her own way to deal with of course. loss and sadness. Yeah, it might be helpful for her to relieve these memories. memories. Mm. But also um, the fact that I always try to see the good things and um, I don't... Or I have the impression that I don't suffer so much like other people do. Um, I don't really want to confront other people with death because I have the impression that they have, that it's a trigger for them, for something that happened to them, for someone that they lost. Mm -hmm. And so um, I only tell a few people when something like that happens to me. Or I, I try to work against this because they also. Or they should decide themselves and they should yeah. also know um, what's happening to me. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I just don't want to, to trigger them with feelings that they might not want to have, but maybe they want it. I don't know. The whole topic is very difficult because we don't talk about it. Yeah. We should talk about it more often. Yeah, we should talk about it more often. Also about... Uh What should happen when we die? Yeah, that's very, very, very important to tell your closest friends and family what you want. Yes. A short note about that. Um, a few years ago, my mom told me that she had already paid for her funeral. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like shocked. And I don't know, I, I told her that was kind of morbid. And uh, why would she do that? And then, um, and then I started, uh, I started thinking about it and also getting a little bit of more information because that's apparently, uh, something that more and more people do. And it's actually also, um, nice of them because sometimes the people who are left behind don't really have the money for example for the funeral and for everything and uh, so it 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 is sometimes a burden for the people who um who suffer this loss and then also have to deal with all of the logistic and organizational things that come with death and another thing that helped me see it in a better light was um a youtube channel actually It's called, um, I don't remember exactly, and I will link it in the show notes, 
which you can find at MadelineHighHeels.com. <laughs> um, anyway, so this is a woman from the United States and she does very cool YouTube videos about death. And she is one of the founders, I think, of the Order of the Good Death, which is an association of different uh, funeral directors in the US, I think. And they, um, it's in their big activists, so to speak, of the positive death movement um, so that we do this, so that we um, deal a lot more with the concept of death and prepare for that, looking at it as a part of life. And um, also, it also deals with the whole uh, funeral industry um, in in terms of how sustainable are uh funerals, conventional funerals, uh, why cremation is better than uh, burial and a lot of stuff. So in the videos, she also um, she also talks about topics, about different customs around the world, for example. How do people around the world treat their dead? Um, how do people, how people deal better with it for example if the if they get involved in the process of uh, cleaning the body of their loved ones and preparing it for burial or cremation how that's a ritual that helps you process this loss better helps you say goodbye and um and it lowers the risk of of suffering for a longer period of time with this person not being there anymore so that's uh, a very very interesting um, source of information mm. that I would like to pass along. Yeah, thank you for that. And um, before we talk about music that might help us or that we like to listen to um, when we lost or when we are in a sad situation even, um, I also want to say if you lost someone and you have something that makes you feel better in this situation just do it no matter how strange other people think you are so for example my mother always has to touch the dead bodies to feel that the person is gone and then she always so she touches the body and she thinks okay you're not here anymore you're somewhere else so um yeah i totally can't understand that mm -hmm. but for her it's very very healthy and she needs this to close the chapter so if you have something like this or something else if you say You don't um, you don't want to see the dead person because you want to keep him or her in another memory or whatever. Just don't care about what other people think about this. Do what is good for you in this situation because that's most important. Totally, yes. And also, I'm not sure if I should ask you this. So if you don't want to answer this, just don't answer. But um, when talking about death many people also say okay this person is now in a better place and stuff like that and for me this is also a bit weird because I think well I don't know what's happening so maybe I hope that you are right and that the creature is somewhere else and happy and whatever but it could also be something completely different or maybe there is a big nothing so um If you would ask me what comes after someone dies, what I believe in, I would have to say I don't believe in anything that's happening after death. But it, it's also interesting for me what other people think. 
So did you ever think about what happens after death and what is it for you? Mm, I also have just, yeah, no fucking idea. I think nobody has. Um, but it's always, mm, yeah, maybe it's also a little bit too much to say um, that the wording the person is now in a better place. I think mostly that's just mm -hmm. for consolation, for solace, uh, for solace, and that's I think the most important point of that in the moment. It's so that's how how I always see mm. such such a sentence. For me, it's always just um, a way of empathy and, um, yeah, given some consolation to the person of, to the loss of that person. Um, but, yeah, um, I, I'm not Christian or, yeah, any religious. So um, I do not believe in a heaven like the classical one, <laughs> like paradise and eternal life. That's no, I think, and I. It's more that I think that's that's weird. <laughs> I'm not sure if I would want to have eternal life, but that's another point. Um, and yeah, it's somehow like like you said, Pierre. It's um, I don't know, and I I'm more sure that there's a big nothing, and just like um, yeah that it's over <laughs> so what what happens if you i don't know what happens to to piece of grass if the horse eats it <laughs> so it just of course that's maybe not um relational to each other but uh, yeah somehow somehow it is i think uh what uh what gives me yeah if i think now a little bit further about that uh what gives me me personally also more solace is um not not it's on a better place but the thinking if you're dead then you're your mm -hmm. little little pieces Energy. of atoms um mm -hmm. they still exist and somewhere in i don't know 100 years you're maybe a little part of of a leaf or a little part of grass or a little part of i don't know a cat <laughs> whatever and that's of course that's just a freaking idea and um there's no mm. no mind after all to feel that I like the idea or to realize it but um, think yeah so so do I it's just like okay if if I'm dead someone I'm mm. part of everything somehow and the, just um, yeah in a physical way <laughs> so it's not about thinking it it is your atoms will stay they're still on earth so yeah <laughs> Someone you're just uh, you maybe just change your existence to something else. Your mind is gone. <laughs> yeah, your soul maybe if you think you have a soul. Um, okay, that's you don't think <laughs> that's you have a soul. Maybe gone. That's, <laughs> don't know where it is. But your body is. Uh, I'm not sure. I I know that I have a brain, but I don't know if there's a soul in it. Huh. The more I read about um, neuroscience. The less I think about a soul, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> But yeah, well, I'll explain it another way. Science can 
explain lots of stuff but not everything and that that piece of of knowledge which you cannot explain yet yeah that's maybe the one big unknown and that's maybe called soul can be but if i read about people who had a brain accident and then completely changed their personality the character then i just think what the fuck <laughs> can be there is soul and if just if parts of your brain are just destroyed and then you totally change it makes me a little bit suspicious that there is any soul because it's just like neurons in your brain <laughs> yeah so boring <laughs> yeah but don't know yet i just try to to live in the moment i think that's uh, the easiest way to deal with it <laughs> Just accept the the existence that's right now. True, true. Yeah, I also think that um, when we go, our just like our body goes back to Mother Earth and to being one with the planet, so to speak. Um, yeah, I, I would like to think that our consciousness or our soul goes back to. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, God's, God, this is uh, the universe, the great consciousness. I don't know. Maybe we, maybe ghosts are real and then we get to haunt houses. That would be great. <laughs> I would have fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Okay, I imagine now you as a ghost. <laughs> Please contact me somehow in which house you are. <laughs> or maybe reincarnation is real and we get to come back uh, as a cat or as a horse or as a, an insect. I wouldn't like that, but well. But that, that is somehow, I think, reincarnation is somehow a theory what I showed you, but just including, including that conscience and mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you think that that's possible that the mind could travel to different existence everything is possible we don't know i don't know <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> we know nothing ask me in my next life no <laughs> <laughs> yeah once again contact me please <laughs> then we can talk about it <laughs> Yeah, so the song that I wanted to mention to you before um, is from 2003 from Evanescence, uh, Hello, from the album Fallen. And I think that touched me in a special way because, well, because I was 15 when I, <laughs> when the album came out and I was, and I loved um, Evanescence and I loved that album. And um Amy Lee wrote the song about her sister who died when when she was three years old and Amy was six years old and how she didn't really understand death and what had happened and I think in every Evanescence album there's one dedicated to her dead sister so um and as I mentioned with my uh 
brother who passed away before I was even born, but I heard the story. I could like connect uh, uh, with the song in in a way. So that's when I think about songs about death. That's the one to come that comes to mind first, I think. And it's a very dark and sad song, but it's so beautiful. Um, so yeah, what songs do you have to offer for this episode? Um, for me, it's a bit strange um, because I don't have one song that I connect with the loss of a creature that was close to me or something like that. Um, it's even weird because I have a song in mind from the band Windrunner. The song is called Sakura. And um, in the refrain, they say, I'd rather feel nothing than to feel this way. But for me, it's the other way around. I want to have these feelings. But I can understand when people don't want to have them and say, I'd rather feel nothing than to feel this way. And um, they have another song. It's called Seda. I think, um, and they say, if we never meet again, I know you're always in my heart. And maybe I choose this song. That's beautiful. Um, that's nice. I had a mind um, a song from Camelot. That's yeah it's about god and uh, religious in a christian way but it was um when i heard that once i just instantly started crying i mean there are some songs where i do that uh, which have that um um yeah move me in that way and that uh, yeah uh, the song is called abandon and it's just like uh that yeah, you just listen from the singer that that fucking endless pain he feels in that moment, and it's just like, uh, yeah, you just you just left me here alone, and um, it is very impressive how he could could show or could express that feelings, and um, yeah. I think, uh, in a way, just you can just do why uh, music, and uh, yeah. So the words are not that impressive, but um, just the the music behind it, the vocal style, and um, yeah, the music itself. So the instrumental, yeah, that's uh, very yeah impressive. <laughs> Um, I think there are a lot of songs that deal with this topic but um, there were just no songs that I had the desire to listen to but I also think that Nightwish has some thong songs that deal with this topic I don't know, maybe Dead Boy's Poem um, but that also shows me that this grief is so individual that everybody has another way to deal with it or that also the chemistry of emotions is so different in this case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there are many songs um, 
that I just can't relate to um, to the sadness. I just don't feel the sadness of the person in this song. Um, no matter how hard I try, it's just not the way that I deal with the sadness and the loss. Um, and I have this a lot with a lot of songs. Expression, chemical of emotion. <laughs> that's, that's, that's nail it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yesterday, um, I uh, not listened, but I read the lyrics of a song, of a very common song for me, the first time in a very intense way, or not, maybe not intense, but I just do it more consciously. Um, Epica, haha, once again, Epica song. Um, Tides of Time, I, I don't know, I, I'm pretty sure I listened hundreds of times before yesterday to that mm -hmm. song but yesterday I, I don't know why I did that maybe also because in preparation for the podcast um, I just uh, read the lyrics and I was so impressed because that's real um, um, yeah that, that consolation I already mentioned what I think it's very hard to give some con um, consolation if you lost or yeah maybe in your surrounding um someone who lost a person to find the to find good words for that um yeah. and that song i think for me it was just like yeah yeah that's it <laughs> also because the music is not that of, of course it's sad but also somehow positive it's more melancholic than depressive or something um yeah in a very calm way and it's just like yeah It's hard, but somehow, yeah, that's life. Sorry, <laughs> shit happens. Um, but mm. the toad in a, in a very beautiful way. And, um, yeah. Uh, We Came as Romans released a song, I think last year in September, that is called Carry the Weight. And they, um, they talk about the death of one of their singers because one of their singers died in I think June 2018 and that's the first song that they released after that and they express their feelings in this song and they can also somehow relate to this phrase that the people who are left behind have to carry the weight of the loss and that it can be difficult but they also have the strength to carry on mm -hmm. hopefully so there is also hope in this sentence and in the whole song That's nice. Uh, also, a band came in my mind, Swallow the Sun. They released last year an album, which is called um, When a Shadow is Forced into the Night. And I didn't listen to the album yet, but I um, listened last weeks ago um, music from... Oh, what's, what's the name? Nightshade? Uh, I don't know it. But um, one of the musicians um, uh, lost lost um, lost her partner, his partner, so, um, Lair Starbridge, and which was also a musician, who was also a musician, and so the whole album deals with that loss, and um, yeah, also with that dealing with sadness and grief. 
Um, yeah, that I'm, I think that could be also very well interesting. Maybe not the right word, but um, intense album. If you know that, okay, there's someone who lost the maybe yeah love of his life, and now put all that feeling into music. I think it's also a second album to to deal with that. There's another one which I can't remember yet the name. Um, yeah, so that's his way of um, maybe just to um, to work with that, to just put it into some music. I would close with another song that came into my mind that I think is very beautiful, um, mm -hmm. and that is from Eternal Tears of Sorrow, and the song is called Autumn's Grief. Um, and the song is about a couple who um, spend their whole life together and then they come to maybe the autumn of their life and they decide that they want to go together. And so, um, I don't know if you can say that suicide is romantic, but they, I like the idea that the two of them decide we want to go together now. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what the song is about. Wow. So, yeah, thank you for um, working a bit on my solace with me. Yeah. <laughs> it was painful, but also helpful. That's nice. Good. Yeah, and we promised that the next episodes will be normal episodes, so to speak, <laughs> with happier topics. <laughs> but I think it's also great to Or as I already said, we should talk about this topic more often. And that's what we did with this episode. And I hope that those of you who listen to this, I think you listen to this for a reason, that it also helped you. Yes, hopefully. Okay, it feels weird to, um, to say, come to our Facebook page and Instagram and everything. Um, I think if you want to find us, you will be able to type metal and high heels we are almost everywhere um, so if you want to follow our ways um, just do it we would be happy to see you again somewhere if you want to tell us your story we always have open ears um, if you just need someone to talk to about a loss that you had or something like that don't hesitate to contact us um, you find our contact information also on our homepage metal-and-highheels.com Yeah, and I don't have to say anything else, so I say goodbye. Yeah, so do I. See you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>